and welcome to Let's Talk About Books, baby, where we talk with your favorite LGBTQ authors. This is Anita Kelly, and my guest today is author Susie Clark. Hi, Susie. Hey, Anita. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm I'm great. I'm, we're doing good up here in Ohio. So. Awesome. Awesome. Glad to hear it. My Ohio connection. <laughs> Everybody says hello. <laughs> well, tell them I said hello back. I will. All right. So I'll give every every t- all ten people a wave when we go through town. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> they'll be sitting on their porches. <laughs> yep, they'll all be sitting on their porches waving to say wave back to you. <laughs> yep, there you go. I like that kind of town. <laughs> so, Susie, you have uh, a new book coming out. I do. I do. It's like, uh, is it next month? It's actually, it's, um, it, you can get it on Bold Strokes Books on January, starting January 1st, but officially comes out everywhere on the 12th of January. Oh, awesome. And, and that is Shadows of Steel. Yes, Shadows of Steel. It's the second book in a series, the Shadow series. Uh, Moonshadow was first, Shadows of Steel is coming out, and it's a continuation of um, the Adventures of Rachel and Claire. <laughs> okay. And and why did you decide to write a second book? Well, you know, I I as I thought about it, in the in Moon Shadows, Rachel and Claire just I mean, they just get started in their relationship. It ends with them just getting together. Okay. And there's just um those characters to me are there's just so much more of their story to tell. And so uh, it kind of seemed natural just to you know, develop that second book so that they can continue developing their relationship. And, of course, everything that happened to them in Moonshadow pretty much got resolved, except for some things, little teeny tiny things that are now big things in the second book that have developed into major issues for them in the second book. So, okay, so, uh, so you just, left some things dangling to, to move on. Oh yeah. Well, they didn't seem like they were going to be dangling too much, but sure enough, they, they didn't wrap things up like they thought. So. <laughs> Those two. <laughs> <laughs> They're sneaking in on. <laughs> so, so without giving away the plot, can you tell us a little bit about um, Shadows of Steel? Uh, yes. Well, let's see. How can I do this without really giving away the plot? Um, basically, Rachel and Claire, again, like I said, um, are de- continuing to develop their romance. And in my mind, um, you know, there was a lot of action and adventure in the first book, um, probably maybe a fourth of romance, really, in my opinion. And then in the second book, it's probably 50-50 now. Okay. It's probably 50, 50% romance and 50% action adventure. So there's a lot going on in both both of the storylines in the second book. Um, Rachel and Claire, like I said, are continuing to deeply develop their relationship. And then the outside influences that come in to, uh, to have problems for them, um, then they obviously have to deal. They're forced to deal with those problems. So... Um, uh, Dr. Er- Dr. Derek, who who operated on Rachel in book one, mm-hmm. um, comes in the major play in here. Oh. The the person that that Justin sold, he stole. Remember, he sold Rachel's computer mm-hmm. program and sold it. The person that bought it. Mm-hmm. 
is now having a problem because Rachel put a trigger in that program and now it's messed up all of her stuff. And so she's going to come after Rachel. So it's, you know, yeah. So it's, it's a continuation, but yet it's its own story. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. That sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, they, they're up to no good. (laughs) I like that. And all Rachel and Claire want to do is stay home. (laughs) And it just (laughs) doesn't work out for them. (laughs) So so can I ask you, did you build COVID into the storyline or no? You know, I didn't. I didn't. Actually, I didn't want to have anything to do. I don't blame you <laughs> with COVID in my stories. I just want to forget about it, uh, and hopefully, you know, we'll, you know, and I think, you know, as as uh, you know, as we deal with this COVID issue, when we finally are able to put it away from us, I don't think we want to be reminded of it. Um, no. I remember years ago, you you probably don't remember this, but years ago there was a series called The Waltons. Oh yeah. And it, it was, you know, it was about this family during the depression. Well, my aunt, I asked her one time, I said, do you watch the Waltons, Aunt Betty? And she goes, no, I don't want to be reminded of those times. That's true. If you live so, through it. So, you know, it. yeah, if you live through it, I don't think you want to be reminded. So I'm not going to touch COVID on any of my stories. I'm just going to pretend <laughs> that it didn't happen. Okay. All right. That's that's what fiction's all about, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to let somebody else deal with that. Cause yeah. I'm not going to touch it. <laughs> yeah. I think some people already have. Yep. I'm sure they have. I'm yep. sure it's coming out, but honestly, I, as a reader, I, I don't even want to read about it. I don't want to think about it. I just want to put it behind me and get on. Yeah. All right. Good deal. So, um, was it like more difficult for you to, continue to develop like the these characters um versus like working out some new ones um for the second book no i i think it, they were very strong um in my mind in the first book the secondary characters um and so in the now since the second book is coming out here in january the third book will i'll be submitting the manuscript in may uh, for the last and final one, that one has been a little more. I took a little more thought because I have to wrap everything up. But the second book, Satters of Steel, um, it was fairly. I mean, it's very clear in my mind how those characters were going to act. Those secondary characters, so okay. you know, building them up. So right. it was. I didn't find it was too hard. Okay, great. Great. And, and so there is a third book coming out. I thought, mm-hmm. yeah. I thought the last time we spoke, you had said that. Um, and uh, is that, is that shadow dancers? Yes. Shadow dancers is the third book. Okay. Third and final book of the series. Third and final book. And so when you're wrapping up something like that, um, it takes a lot more effort. You have to have a conclusion to everything, like all the little side storylines and everything. Is that well, yeah, you try to, but you know, uh, you know, as they say, every story you can't start at the beginning of any story or any all stories you you come in the middle of all stories, there's a past and there and there's a you know there's a future for all stories. you just choose where you're gonna stop, and with um with the with the, each book with second with shadows of steel, I wanted to be careful and not 
you know, not start too far away from the where they were, but yet no one wants to keep reading the same thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's boring. Mm-hmm. So you want to start, you know, you want to build up your other characters and make it cohesive so that everything's exciting mm-hmm. for the reader. Okay. So and and then it appears as if they're your two main characters have moved on a little bit since the last time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They bit. have. You know, they have to move on because nobody. Yeah, it's boring if they don't. You know. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't want the readers to be bored. I want them to be excited to, to read it and and, this, and each individual story that they're reading in the Shadow series. So yeah. yeah, each each one is different, but yet their characters are building and growing and moving on and developing. And then some of the secondary characters have been developed more and more, and they're stronger in their stories. So. Rachel and Claire are definitely the lead characters again in the second book and really in the third book, but yet everything is going on around them that's building up. So um, how then, like you have some strong secondary characters um, in Shadow of Steel and, and like when you're writing a story, how do you decide when that secondary character takes a more significant role? Wow. Um, well, I think it just depends on what direction as a writer, what direction you want to go, you know, what's, what's the flow of this story. Um, I know for Shadows of Steel, um, Tilly was a pretty strong character. Tilly and Sarah, who were their companions in the first book, and they went through so much together. You know, you, you can't, if you're going to continue to talk about, if you continue continue to write about Rachel and Claire, you can't dump their friends at their buds with you know you can't do that and so obviously they had to be built up more Tilly's built up more Um, I think when you're writing a story and you see as a writer the direction that you want to go it will automatically help you know which secondary characters to build up okay yes in the first book you built this entire world of theirs so you have to Mm -hmm. move that world along um, right and, and include all of that world in the second book right right world building is something that even if you're in a, our own current world you still have to be careful what you do I mean each world that a writer builds there's laws and significant rules almost for that world that you're building and I want to make sure as a writer when I build that that it's logical that it flows that that the reader feels they can literally get into that world and be a part of those those characters for a few hours yeah that's that's the best when you know a writer does so well that you you are just kind of like enveloped in that world and and oh yeah feel it you know yeah I know for me as a reader, when I read, I want to get it. <laughs> I want to get into that world. I want to be a part of those characters and see them and be with them and know them so well that, you know, I can almost anticipate as a reader what they're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, um, I think of the, that, uh, Radcliffe's, uh, Provincetown series. And I think, oh, yeah. I yeah. think like every time I go up there, I think like I'm going to see Reese or something driving <laughs> around in her cruiser, you know? <laughs> like go down to the go down the dock and sit with her while she, <laughs> while she arrests somebody on the ship or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, you know? <laughs> That's uh, funny. Yeah. So um, uh, with your first novel in this series, um, how is that being received by readers? 
It did well. Um, I, I got a lot of great comments, of oh, course. Awesome. Uh, people, and I'm hoping, you know, it's already, I've got a, a couple reviews already from Sad as a Steel and uh, oh, some good reviews, awesome. uh, some good good comments. So I'm hoping that this one do well, this one will do well also, and that people will really, readers will really enjoy it. Oh, fantastic. That's always nice when you're getting good feedback. Now, that first one, that was your first published novel, right? Correct. Okay. Correct. All right. That's great. That is really yeah. great that uh, it's being well received and that you're able to, you know, move on and, and do a second and a third novel too. That's fantastic. Right. Right. Yeah. I had someone, I had someone ask me this time, um, how do you make that story come alive? Mm -hmm. And, and it was, it, that question really, it struck me because I, I never really thought about it too much because as a reader, you think about the technical aspects of it yes you want the characters to be real but how do you really make a story how how's a writer do you make a story come alive and and i know it has to do with the characters you know in the storyline those are the two main things and so when i was writing uh shadows of steel i thought you know is it, i have to make this story so that it does pop and come alive to the to the readers that it's not like i said another you know continuation of moonshadow i didn't want that i wanted a complete different story mm -hmm. and uh, so you know that those characters are so critical to your storyline and the storyline is critical to the characters they kind of bounce off of each other and, and if you don't have you know, strong characters, it doesn't matter how good your story is. If those characters aren't strong, it's not going to be what you want it to be as a writer. And the vice versa is true also. If if you don't have a strong storyline, doesn't matter how good your characters are, they're not, it's not going to be what you want it to be. So they're so critical to each other. So yeah, you're right. Like I, um, you know, know that in reading um, novels, like, you know, you're introduced in the first third of the novel and, and you know, you like the characters as a reader, you're into it. And then there's like this lull, um, mm -hmm. you know, and then things pick up again at the end. So um, it's like the, that whole middle section, um, it, it needs more pizzazz, you know, like I, I find that a, a lot. Um that's that's very it can be can be very typical it's called the soggy middle ah, okay. and you have to watch out as a reader you know we learn to watch out for that because that story arc has to slowly rise mm -hmm. and sometimes it does dip there in the middle of it and you lose the reader so yeah so we uh, want the hill not the valley right right well you gotta have a little bit of valley but it's got to be a journey you know you you get hills and and mount, you get valleys and mountains when you're on your journey anyway, but you have to be careful and make sure it's all, it's all that to me, it's all that um, the skill as a writer to take that reader just the right places to keep them moving up that story arc. Yeah. I guess it's like a roller coaster ride, right? Yeah. I, I don't know. Have you been on ever been on roller coaster rides with books? Oh Yeah. Oh yeah, it's kind of it's fun. 
I love roller coasters. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, I have to put a book down. I'm like, I can't take this anymore, you know? <laughs> and then, We talked before about too much angst in a book. Yeah. And you have to just know that, I mean, that's, I think that's the art of writing a story is to, is to get that sense. You know, I'm still, uh, I'm still, obviously, I hope I continue to learn forever i hope i never stop learning as a writer because i think it only makes you better when you can learn and grow each time you write no you're right yeah it's a it's a skill that you hone uh, mhm so um so are you currently working on anything susie oh uh, well i'm like i said we're trying i'm trying to get done with the third and final book and then i have um actually i start in january researching this really exciting book you're going to appreciate this because you're from ohio it's called enigma and it's about a spy a female spy in akron ohio at the goodyear plant during world war ii right before well right before pearl harbor it's not it's before pearl harbor that those months before pearl harbor and uh, stealing information about the goodyear aerospace plant and schedules and designs and it's it's going to be i'm very excited to write it especially because akron is my hometown so yeah i'm excited about it i think it's my first historic novel so that is really exciting that sounds like a great how did you come up with that storyline well you know like i said i've always uh, akron ohio is my hometown and i just was i was going for a walk one day and I was thinking about, I love World War II. I've always loved information about World War II. And my aunts and uncles would sit around and we'd, I'd listen for hours talking about World War II and what happened here in the United States, either prior to or during World War II has always fascinated me. And I just started thinking about what, you know, what, you know, uh, one of the things that I learned was that in uh, d- right before World War II, the Goodyear plant went from like 5,000 employees to 35,000 wow. employees. And what what would wreak havoc on that plant and the, the town and everything, what they went through to house that many extra people and just everything. I thought, what if a spy, what if someone got in there and stole that information? And I just started reading some more about the Goodyear blimps were very critical to um, – to uh, monitoring the United States coastlines during World War II. And I thought, man, if somebody could get in there and steal that information, what would have happened to, you know, to our coastlines and stuff. So, yeah, so that's kind of what I come up with. And I'm just so excited to write that. That's so cool. Now, isn't, isn't Akron like the rubber capital or was it? Yes, it it is. It is the rubber capital of the world. Rubber as in tires, not. Right. Rubber as in tires. (laughs) <laughs> no, I think people had sex in Akron, but I don't. <laughs> but, but not at the tire factories. <laughs> well, I'm sure they did. <laughs> we'll find out in the story. Okay. <laughs> because the agent that comes in, that they send from Washington is a female, and they uh, send her in to find the spy, and uh, she has... She falls in love. So Aww. let's put it that way. And then she has a decision to make about what she's going to do. Yeah. Wow. That sounds really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then, you know, actually I was, 
when I was finishing up Shadows of Steel, that's when it kind of came to me about what to do with that book and and the enigma. So so then I want to get through, obviously, I want to get through writing the other one before I even really think too much more about it. But yeah. it's exciting. You know, it's, as a writer, it's exciting when stories, you get ideas for stories and, and you think, yeah, I really, that sounds really exciting. I want to do that, you know. Yeah, yeah. So do you keep a notebook and pen handy and just jot things down? I do. Yeah. I do. I, I can't. Um, some things will come to me when I'm quiet, um, as you know, when I think about things and just have some quiet time, mm-hmm. like when I'm walking or sitting somewhere waiting for something. Yeah. Um, that seems to be when stories, when, when my mind's quiet, that seems to be when stories come to me. I hadn't really, you know, I know I've, you and I talked before that I did not plan to write uh, Moonshadow as a series. It was just a one book story. And then as I thought about it and, and really contemplated those characters, I thought, no, it has to be more than that. There's just so much going on with those characters that, um, there are great stories from, in my mind, they're great stories to develop. So why not do that? So, and, and so was it that you, I guess, didn't resolve all of their conflicts and, and issues in the second book. So you went on to write the third book. Right. Um, and like I said, there are three standalone stories, even though they have the same characters They're all those characters are developing and they're growing and they're becoming a cohesive group. Um, I can't tell you too much about the third book. You'll you'll know better once you once you read the second book. But that third book is is just everything comes together then and just explodes in everybody's faces. So. Oh, wow. You have, and to me, it had to be written. It was something that was a great story. It was a continuation of the story, and it, it needed to be written. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, I thought, oh, I won't write just, I'll just write Moonshed. And then, then I, <laughs> then I wrote Shaz and says, oh, I'll write Shaz. No, it's got to have <laughs> one more. And, <laughs> and you know, when it's, I know as a writer, I do, I know when that's it, you know, this is, this is the last one. There, there isn't any more to tell. Yeah. And if there is, it'll be a second generation kind of thing. And that's, you know. Yeah. I, to me, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to take any further than it is. Okay. But it ends good. They all end good. So good. they end. Things get resolved, but maybe not in a way the reader would think. Okay. All right. Awesome. I like that. That sounds intriguing. Yeah, and you know, more of a. I was going to say that more uh, was romantic intrigue in the first book, but I do think that it's a that the romance arc is much more deeper and. Uh, profound in the second book i think their relationship goes really much more is much more developed in the second book and that's okay because readers said you know we want more romance so you've got it (laughs) you've got it in the second book give them what they want that's right so like uh has your life or writing changed since you know you're uh, a two-time published novel writer now has my my oh, I think my writing, you know, like I said, the the more you write, the more you develop your talent. Mm-hmm. And of course, working bold strokes books editors are fabulous. You know, the whole publishing group is fabulous. They're just so professional and so and they want to develop 
they're writers so that they write better stories and more in depth. So yeah, it's been a great experience to do that, to, to have those experiences writing. And, you know, I've, I've done a lot of studying this year and last year trying to develop my craft. And I, I was hoping to go some different places this, this year, but that didn't happen obviously because of COVID. So I didn't get to go to some classes and things that I would have liked to have gone to, but so you do it online. Okay. So like some creative writing classes or something. Right. Yeah. And, and being with other authors is critical, you know, being, I miss being able to sit down with other authors and just spend some time talking and developing. I mean, it's great to be on the phone with them, but, and, you know, do FaceTime and, and, you know, yeah. Zoom meetings, but it's just not the same as being together. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I live on Zoom every day, so it's <laughs> yeah. very different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so. And, of course, conferences. Yeah, I was going to ask that. You get like, to go um, to conferences. Yeah. Once, um, once we're through this pandemic, do you see yourself going to like the Golden Crown conference? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Um, I don't know if uh, I think come it may comes out they announce the, the finalists for the different categories. So I'm hoping Moonshadow will be on it. Oh, so great! Awesome. Yeah. Is, is I, like, are you in the debut? category yes yes that and i think it's action fiction action adventure oh cool i've been nominated good, in both those categories great. So. Well, good luck with that thank you yeah. and i think i think uh, i'm going to make a prediction okay and i think that the cover for shadows of steel is going to be a finalist next year for book covers oh, awesome. i don't know if you've got to see it yet it's uh it's posted on their website, but uh, it's a fa- they did a fabulous job with Shadows of Steel cover. It just gives, it just absolutely, when you see that cover, it represents what Rachel and Claire are going through. So, Oh, that's so nice. So you could be walking away with three Goldies next year. <laughs> well, no, not next year. Shadows of Steel will have to be nominated oh, okay. the year after. because it's come. Yeah, because it's coming out okay. next year. So, that, But, you know, it's just such a great feeling just to be nominated you know it just really is heck yeah it's great so um i think golden crown this year is in is it orlando orlando yes yeah yeah. so and i'm so hoping we'll get to have it yeah yeah who knows what will be happening by then yeah Yeah. i know we were trying to make some of my friends and i were trying to make plans to go there and go to provincetown this next year and you know, I wanted to go to England and we didn't get to go this year. And I'm thinking you can't do everything all in one year, but boy, yeah. it's going to be so great. when We can finally all get together. Yeah. It'll be like, woohoo, we're free. Yes. And, you know, and I didn't get to be with readers this year at all. I mean, nobody's gotten to be with, interact with their readers and yeah. that's not good. Yeah. So, um, I know Bold Strokes has been having, uh, like panel readings. Have mm-hmm. you been involved in any of that? Yes. Act- well, no, not yet. Actually, I will be on the 19th of this month, actually, next week. Oh, that's like uh, Saturday. Or actually this Saturday, yeah. we're going to be having a reading. I'll be on that one at 6 o'clock this, next, this coming Saturday. Great. And great. then in January, early January, they're going to have another one for the group that's been published for the last couple of months. So I'll be on that 
and also doing a reading again and also be on a panel. So I'll have some time to interact. Very cool. Well, I will uh, tune in on Saturday. and Great. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Wow, that's awesome. So good for you. So, you know, you're just like moving and shaking and rolling <laughs> along here. This is great. Like, did you ever foresee this for yourself? No. Well, I hoped, you know, you hope mm -hmm. as a writer, but I know you and I talked before that getting published really doesn't define you as a writer. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't allow that to find, to define you as a writer. It's certainly a blessing mm -hmm. and it's a gift, but you know, you write no matter what you write mm -hmm. and uh, you can't just say, I'm going to write because I want to get published. You write because it's in you to write. And uh, so yeah. that, you know, yeah, that's true. That's true. It's it's like, um, you know, if you if you're a, a craftsperson of some other kind, you know, you would do that work for yourself, really, you know, mm -hmm. not to and, and then someone would come along and say, hey, wow, you're really good at this. You should sell mm -hmm. this, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, you know, I think of Michelangelo. He spent so much of his time alone painting. And, you know, people, when he started to get famous, of course, people would come around him and want to be around him. But he painted and sculpted because it was in him to do it. Yeah. And and I don't think if he would have ever sold one piece or been famous in any way, he still would have done it because it was so strongly in him to do it. And I think most writers feel that way, too. The right, you know, I mean, there's writers that just write for, there's a lot of reasons why you write, but true writers who write because it's in their heart to write. Mm -hmm. Those are the ones that I think that have the passion and, and will write no matter what. Yeah. They're, they're compelled to do it. It's, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. it's like they can't not do it. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I think that's the ones that really have the art, the gift, the talent yeah. in them, you yeah. know? Yeah, I agree. I agree. It is a it is a gift, a talent, a craft. You know, uh, it's it's unbelievable. You know, it really is. So, so Susie, do you have any parting words for our listeners today? Parting words: Wash your hands. Okay, <laughs> perfect. And hang in there because it's going. We're it's going to. You know, it. We'll get over this. We'll get through this, and it. You know, it'll be a new normal, but it's okay. Yeah. We'll get through this and, and just hang in there and buy books and read them. <laughs> yep, exactly, right? Buy Shadows of Steel and read Shadows of Steel. <laughs> It'll give you a good ride. There you go. There you go. So we are looking forward to Shadows of Steel. January 1st, it'll be available through Bold Strokes Books. Yes. Um, and then January 12th, it will be available everywhere else. Yes. Okay. So we will look forward to that. Shadows of Steel by Susie Clark. Um, and you, anyone can purchase your first novel, Moonshadow, right? Um, Correct. That's available anywhere and on Bold Strokes website. So excellent, awesome, great. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. Um, thank you, Anita. I had a great time, and yeah. as always, it's a pleasure to be with you and have you interview me. Thank you so much. Yeah, you too, Susie. It's always good to talk to another Ohio girl. 
<laughs> and and one of these days I'll catch up with you. <laughs> well, now remember when you come to Ohio, you got to come. Uh, you're invited to have lemonade on the back porch under the magnolia tree. All right, you got it. So. You you might find me traipsing around the graveyards though. That's okay. <laughs> All right, I'll take you around. All right, awesome. <laughs> I I will do that. So uh, thank you once again, uh, Susie okay. Clark. And uh, that's all the time we have for today. So uh, I'm Anita Kelly, and thanks for joining Liz Talk About Books, baby. And until next time, may your journey be lighthearted, peace be plenty, and be safe, folks.